As much as I like to fight everyone, yeah, yeah. I'm having a pretty good time here. Why you mad? Why you mad? Why you, Why mad? you mad? Hi, Louisa. Hey, Jake. What's up? Man, a lot. A lot. A lot's been going on. What about you? What's going on? A lot? Yeah, of course. So much. <laughs> uh, I uh, Hold on. I was looking up an email because I went to the ceramic studio today. And then on the way there, I remembered a thing about the movie we're going to talk about. <laughs> so I emailed myself <laughs> because I was like, oh, I know I'll remember if I have an email. Yeah, classic. Um, but yeah, no, just like a lot going on. I mean, um, I hate not to jump into like just like blurting out, but I've had a crazy couple of weeks, dude. And I feel a little bit like last week we talked some of it, but I, it's like almost like it hit me for real this week. Should we say hello sense. to the like the trolls that listen? <laughs> oh yeah, I know yeah. they're so funny. Hello just a, to the haters hello. and the losers <laughs> and the losers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Trump used to say. I know it's so funny. I'm like, yeah, thank you for listening. I guess um, and checking up on my health. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so like last week, I feel like I was just like, honestly, like kind of nonchalantly being like, oh, who cares about these like all these internet trolls and also that I might have cancer, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, are you okay? And, yeah, I am. But I had to spend a lot of time. I mean, a lot of time. Well, yeah, a lot of time and a lot of money to find out um, that I am probably okay. You know, which is not guaranteed, but I, I finally got to a human with knowledge and time and expertise right. to explain to me what the issue was, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so it's it's been a weird week because I went to like really weird heights of like anger and like pretending, not pretending, but like dealing with the anger by like pu putting it aside and moving forward with what needs to be done. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like with like all the trolls, I was like, well, this just needs to be done. I'm going to keep fucking poking the anthill so I can block the all the ants, <laughs> you know, and then I never have to deal with this again. So it's fucking horrible and annoying. And it did make me angry. But I hadn't really realized it until, dude, I basically had like three different instances of like snapping at people online who like didn't mean anything by, by right. what they were saying. You know, where like I was being, I guess I was like in war mode. You know what I mean? Like I was very just defensive and expecting that everything everybody is saying to me online is going to be off offensive and meant to hurt me, I guess. Right. And part of the reason that I was able to like deal with that whole week and a half of people being shitty is because I had my defenses up, you know what I mean? But there were like a couple of people that got caught in the crossfire of that. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, I've done that yeah. before and then check the person's profile and it's like, oh no, they were saying <sighs> that for the other reason. Oh, fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I had a couple like that of like strangers, but I had one that was like a, just like an online friend. I think, you know, they listened to the podcast and everything and <laughs> it was just genuinely like, a misunderstanding of just like misreading tones yeah. on both sides, or you like, know? Like, you think it's yeah. a person saying the thing sarcastically to yeah, make fun exactly. of the other person, but it's literally that person saying it sincerely. And you're like, yes. what do you mean? Thank you. You know? And yeah, yes. it's confusing. And yeah. then the crazy thing is this person, you know, we like kind of got into it and then they thought I was mad at them. And then I was like, I'm not mad at you. And so like, we just left it at like, well, this was a weird interaction. And then they came back later to me and we're like, oh, you know, like, I'm sorry. Cause I just remembered that you were going through like all that, like, people attacking you and shit all this week yeah and i was like oh my god i'm so sorry thank you for understanding because i'm so sorry because i was thinking in retrospect i was like <sighs> responding to everything as though it were an attack yeah and it happened with another person who whatever is like a famous person for whoever can pick up the story can pick up the story but i don't care to name them but basically well like i was being attacked by everybody <laughs> um i started getting um tweets from the trolls uh, screen screen grabbing this comics like stories being like oh look he agrees with lewis he oh agrees right with legion of skanks <laughs> yeah and honestly i hadn't talked to this comic in a few years and i thought we weren't friends anymore so i totally read it at face value from these trolls like they're correct right and lewis retweeted it being like i'm correct you know like he agrees with me so lewis also thought it was about me <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and then so then i reply or like i quote tweeted one of these fucking dorks 
And I basically was just like, oh, well, look at this. I guess another dude who's mad that I'm not friends with him anymore. <laughs> you know, like something like that, where I was just being like dismissive of not giving a shit about him, regardless of his fame or whatever. And uh, then it turns out that it wasn't about me. <laughs> it was about Chrissy Mayer. So he was like calling Chrissy Mayer crazy, but he didn't name anybody. So it was pretty easy for anybody to assume that it was about me. Right. Yeah. Uh, because I was in the middle of fighting with a bunch, not a bunch, a fucking well, handful. And someone showed it to handful. you and said, look, this is about you. As if they yeah. had knowledge about it or something. Exactly. And not just one. It was like a bunch of people. And then Lewis also had retweeted it. So it just felt like and and, you know, this comic has worked with Rebecca and has worked with you know has done skank fest like there's no reason for me to believe that he wouldn't take their side you know what i mean yeah so i i just took it like that and all i did was make a comment about like oh he must be mad because i'm not his friend anymore <laughs> you know and then somebody the internet is so fucking weird somebody sent him that thing so then the next story that he posted was about how oh, this wasn't even about Louisa, but tell her that she's crazy too. You know, it was about Chris, Chrissy Mayer, but somebody should tell her she's crazy too. Yeah. So in the end, he did end up calling me crazy, right? And I, then when I saw that it wasn't about me, like I responded to my own tweet and I was like, oh, I guess it wasn't about me, but whatever. You know, <laughs> like I just let it stand. But then the comic texted me <laughs> and he was like, oh, really? So we're not friends? And I was like, well, I mean, we haven't talked in years, dude. Like, I don't know why you would think they were friends. And so it, it basically came down to like, he said to me, like, you need to understand that not everybody is as online as you and aware of all the fucking shit that you're getting into with these people. Yeah. Right. And I was like, OK, fair enough. But you need to understand that I have been online for 10 days getting yelled at by fucking neo-Nazis and pieces of shit. So when they tell me that you agree with them, I fucking believe them because are you not friends with these people? And he was like, yeah. And I'm like, OK. And, and they're closer friends to you than I am. And he was like, yeah. And so what what did it what was the assumption that I shouldn't have made? You know what I mean? Yeah. So we had a long conversation and it was just weird because it was clearly about the fact that like we were both having weird online activity. And it was like misreading other people's like we didn't have enough knowledge. And then because of all these other people in the middle, they like turned it into something. But anyway, regardless of all of that shit, it just made me sad because like in a way where none of the trolls made me sad, Jake. But the interaction with this person that I know online where I misread her messages or like we, you know, thought there was tension where there wasn't tension or even with this comic where to me, we used to be friends a long time ago. And to him, I guess we were still friends. So there was just no reason for any of this (laughs) back and forth and interaction. We could have just let it go and like lived our own lives and moved on as we had been for the last five years, you know, Um so it's weird because it got me to think of this point of like, I am this person who is always like, I do like being online and I don't think it's fucking bad for my mental health. I actually think it's like a, like good, like a valve of expression and escape and all of this stuff. But this week I realized that like, I don't know how to explain it in like in video game terms, like I built up all of my powers to fight this fucking bad guy of all the Legion of Skanks trolls. Mm -hmm. And I ended up shooting down some people I didn't mean to. And now I feel really bad about it. And not because of the people, but just because of the kind of person that I became after that week. I just was like very defensive and expecting the worst out of people, which is not who I usually am. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I mean, I can relate entirely to what you're saying. And like, you know, it's weird because these people usually do this shit to me and then I have to have this kind of paranoid experience where I'm like, are they right? You know, let's let's run that and see if it computes or whatever. And like people um, very deceptively and I think, you know, not even entirely on purpose, just as a psychological way of like avoiding what's going on tell you these things like um i think that you should log off and i think that you're yeah. too online and i'm worried about you and it's like clearly yeah. they're projecting this like fucking guilt about the way they feel about the situation right so whenever these people say that shit to me um i i remember having like a really weird moment where i had to really think about it and go like are these people right am i mentally ill you know should i like listen to them about how to be fucking better and i'm really glad that i didn't because it was like going down this road of like you know join us and be fucking part of this like 
horrible, you know, regressive, dry, drunk fucking comedy scene of just like abusive weirdos. And like, so when I was watching you go through it, because they fucking targeted you and like kind of not me until like, you know, every once in a while I just fucking chime in or whatever. Yeah. Well, because I started. It wasn't. It had nothing to do with you or Max. I know, but it doesn't have anything to do with anybody. But they always anyone. This is why no one ever fucking defends anyone. Is because if you defend them, now they're like you and Seth Simons, and they're all trying to take us down or whatever. So, like, I guess what was kind of interesting to me and kind of fascinating was watching you go through some of the things that I have been through and react very similarly. And so, what I had in my mind the whole time was remembering what was annoying about stuff that other people would say to me while I had my defenses up like that, which was condescending and was like, I think you should, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I purposely, every time I ran into you was like, I told you the things that I think made me feel better when I was going through that, which is, Hey, fuck those people. You're right. You know, and you were right. And fuck those people. Right. Um, so I'm glad, uh, things have maybe worn off because like, I mean, I got a little bit of that fucking got, you know, rubbed off on me. And I know we always do this thing where we're like, I'm not actually mad, but like, I mean, I was thinking about why we started the show and what the the title is, Why You Mad? And we had a conversation yeah, one that's time. that's what I'm admitting to. I'm mad this week. <laughs> right. I mean, the, the, we had this yeah. conversation about that phrase and like the whole online thing of people accusing each other of being mad. And I just remember coming to this mm-hmm. conclusion one time of like, you know what? Sometimes the answer is actually, yes, I am mad. And that's like a yeah. valid thing to be like, why wouldn't you be mad about this? And, uh, you know, so I like. I feel like some nope. some of what you were going through fucking got in my head, and it, I, so I, I'm imagining the hangover you feel is probably fucking way bigger than mine because I'm like you know this week kind of like okay whatever you back drink to all the time <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. and yeah. also you drank more this time and so and this I, time yeah I binged it I'm like uh, this week I'm I just forgot about it I've like other things in my mind yeah but you know what you're you're really right to bring that up because actually I I guess that's what I'm trying to get at is like I honestly. I'm not mad at a bunch of fucking anonymous trolls with a brand new account and a bio that just shows the only thing in their life is this podcast that they love and MMA, (laughs) you know, Yeah. Uh, that like these accounts calling me ugly or fat or being like, oh, you're not a funny comic. That's why you're trying to cancel, you know, like they're so stupid. Clearly, they don't have friends like I don't they don't hurt my feelings, Jake, you know, like they're very I'm actually like I feel very bad for a lot of these sad men. But what, like, the, the attitude I had to take to fend them off, I guess, it stayed on for longer than it needed to. Yeah. And, I, and it felt like a shell that I built up of just, like, smacking people down with this expectation of they thought they were trying to be smarter than me or funnier than me or meaner than me just to, like, hurt me. And I had to like build up into this Voltron of like, yeah, no, you won't. (laughs) I will fucking smack you all down. (laughs) And then there's a way where you like realize that, oh shit, I didn't know like when to turn that off. And I don't know, like it it just made me think like, well, then um, I don't know, like it's toxic and it's not healthy that I felt like I had to get into this defensive position and that all these men feel like they had to get into this offense position of like defending their little lord and whatever dude like human like we're sick man we're sick <laughs> all of us <laughs> because even the people they were like you know i don't want anybody to take this personally if you're listening but like there were people who messaged me and texted me being like oh you know i can't i'm so sorry for what you're going through I've gone through this before and now i just like never speak out about these people because i don't want to get attacked you yeah. know what i mean and it's like, okay, man, <laughs> like, it's really weird that you just want to write me with the sympathy message of like, oh my God, I know what you've been through, but you like ran away from the war. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like yeah. you. And I get why, because war is traumatic, but like, fuck, I don't know. It sucks that we're even talking about the internet in terms of war. It just sucks. I know. Anyway, let's go to cancer. <laughs> well, okay. Can okay, I say something no, real sorry, quick? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. It's got me thinking a lot because I'm watching Mindhunter right now. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's fucking Fincher and, and it's about yeah. like the first uh, it's stupid copaganda, unfortunately, but it's about yeah. the first like FBI agent that utilized psychological profiling to like track serial killers. Yeah. And at first in the first few episodes when he's like, you know, he's got these like 
crazy ideas. Um, all of the other cops that he's training that he's sort of trying to explain like, no, you can use this intangible stuff inside of the mind from like Freud and stuff to yeah. negotiate with hostages and or the people that take hostages and stuff like that. And like, and also to get to track serial killers and stuff. They're all, all the cops are old school and they're all like laughing at him and booing him and stuff like that. And then there's like an arc where he catches a serial killer and then they're all like, dear God, this Ooh, guy's figured out this new yeah. thing. Right. And what's interesting about that is that I think we're still kind of in the process of like, cause psychology is such a soft science, like, um, being able to really quantify any of this stuff that you're like, you just realized about yourself. Like, yeah. okay, there was a me and then there was a defensive thing I went into or whatever. And yeah. what's happening is with the internet, everyone is going through things like that. So when, when, the skanks defend stuff like this. They'll say like, they're just words like, Oh, you're scared of bullying. Well, fuck you. You're not good enough to be a comic or whatever. Yeah. But you notice that like, these are entirely subjective. Um, what's the word? Like inconsistent fucking, uh, ways of looking at things because when it's happening to them through the form of like somebody criticized them in a blog or and just somebody, libel. Fucking tweet, yeah. it's, it's, it's libel attack against their reputations and their fucking way of making a living yeah. with, with me. They said like, Oh, I, I was inciting political violence against mm -hmm. them or whatever. And you go, okay, yeah. well, this is them with their defense mode up. Everyone yeah. is feeling attacked. And, you know, if they could, they would bring the power of the fucking law into yeah. taking down their attackers or whatever. And I mean, it's to me, after observing this so much happening on all sides of things, I'm like, this should be like a quantifiable thing. Like I almost kind of believe in the fucking like bring psychologists into whatever thing you're trying to use to regulate <laughs> to all this because like <laughs> you, you should be able to like mark this down and go, this person is doing the thing. Okay. We can all yeah. agree that they're doing the thing. And if you, if you could quantify that, you could, we could have an agreed upon thing of like what the skanks are doing is harassment. Like it is, yeah. it, you know, but it's not material. So it's easy to go, mm -hmm. oh, just words or whatever. But like, it's, it's observably yeah. doing a thing and they'll accuse you and try to gaslight you to use a fucking lib word out of, you know, thinking it's a thing. But I guess when I was watching it happen to you, I was like, okay, I'm glad I made all the decisions I made on some level because this is real. Like, unfortunately, I felt a little bad because I was like, I didn't want this to happen to my friend to prove this point. But I'm like, look, they're just going to if you can see them doing to this anyone. to multiple yeah. different people, then you can see that it is a thing that they're doing and not. Yeah. Oh, this person's having a break with reality or whatever. And it's, you know, yeah. let's just get rid of them or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And I, uh, I'll be honest with you, Jake. I don't regret a word that I said. <laughs> not even one. You I, right. Like I said, I, I regret the thing that hurt actual friends or people that I have connections with or had connections with or have potential connections with because I was in this defensive stance and I attacked automatically, you know? those that hurts me that I regret that is the thing that I'm thinking about like how weird it is that I had to like put on this armor and I didn't know like when the war was over <laughs> you know what I mean like and even like uh, somebody tweeted at me uh he listens to our show Josh he tweeted about how like Jezelnik on some podcast he described these Legion of Skanks fans as like there's some of them who are like the the soldier on an island who doesn't know that the war is over <laughs> yet that's funny because he had like already like I guess kind of apologized or like dealt with it. And so like nobody in Legion of Skanks was mad at him anymore, but uh, the, the fans kept tweeting. And that's what's happened to me is like, I just like get like one or two trailing in who still are like, Oh, you fucking cunt. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, Oh, you don't even know that I've already blocked most of your people. So, um, I don't know. I don't regret it. I don't think, uh, I just think we got to like, really think about if we exist in different spaces, if we keep creating new spaces, which includes internet spaces, and we keep existing in them, we have to continue to think about how there are different rules and forms of behavior and shit there. And we can't keep turning them into like trying to flatten them into the same rules that happen in real life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you wouldn't talk to somebody in real life the way that you talk to somebody online uh, it just doesn't cross over in the same way. And um, there's something to be considered about how it affects our way of fucking talking to each other, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but I do not regret uh, making fun of the lineup. <laughs> I do not regret uh, standing up to all these bullies, man, because I do think that that's ultimately what they want is to be like, they're the only ones who get to make jokes about whoever the fuck they want. And like, 
eat my fucking dick. I can make a joke about whoever I want. And I, if, I, if it means blocking you so you can exist in your stupid world with your little racist being your fans, fine. And I can live in my world and make fun of your podcast or whatever the fuck whenever I want. Because that's literally all I do is make fun of media in the world. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Well, you can't, anyway, you can't be canceled. Oh, and they are cancelers. And that's yeah. what drives them crazy. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, what are you going to do, dude? I don't know. I don't care. Um, but let me tell you very quickly, just because, you know, I feel like I alarmed people last week with my medical issues, <laughs> but it was mostly like a complaint of how difficult it is to even like figure out, like, you know, you have something wrong with you and then you're like, who do I go to? <laughs> and then it's just a fucking nightmare, whether you have insurance or not. But my particular nightmare was not having insurance. And Jake, so I ended up spending like $1,500. Okay. Uh, which is like pretty fucked up. That's a lot of money, right? Am I crazy? That's a lot of money. So, um, I first went to urgent care, urgent care. And dude, so this, the doctor that I finally ended up with, he explained to me like why urgent care did what they did and why the next doctor did what they did. Yeah. And so basically he said urgent care, they don't have the specialization. So they just like give you all of the drugs that it like to tackle everything it could possibly be. And then they tell you if this doesn't work after three weeks, you have to go to a specialist. So then I went to a pulmonologist and it was like a mom and pop like neighborhood pulmonologist. And as I described last week, it was a nightmare. They like wouldn't take credit card. It was horrible. And then I ended up getting an asthma test that I told them I didn't need. It cost fucking two hundred and seventy five dollars or some shit. Yeah. And they gave me some prescriptions that were over the counter shit. And then the third thing was. Um, a cough medicine which it turns out is the thing that they make like scissor out of and that's why it's very like highly controlled and hard to get is it codeine uh no it's called uh promethazine interesting yeah i uh that's what somebody told me who when i asked about it so there's a few um, different like recipes out there <laughs> yeah so it, it's a cough it's like a fucking highly controlled cough syrup basically okay. and the pharmacy that my prescription went to didn't have it but because it's highly controlled, the pharmacy can't transfer it to another pharmacy. Only the doctor can transfer it to another pharmacy. So then I had to spend like three days trying to call this fucking doctor. And they just like, don't pick up the phone, dude. The pharmacy was calling the doctor. They just, I left like 25 messages. So then finally, I just went to a Mount Sinai pulmonologist and did a video consult. And then I told him like all of the fucking shit I've been through. And he explained to me everything, like why they gave me all the medications and whatever. And he was like, you don't need that cough syrup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He finally explained that what I have is he thinks that I had sinusitis months ago okay. and that I d developed a post post nasal drip. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Oh, and that is what started to cause the cough and all of the things that they were giving me for asthma and other things were exacerbating what was wrong with like the irritation in my throat and lungs. Okay. So you just have the purple stuff drink around now? No, that one I didn't get. No, I have like a fucking weird inhaler now, but it's only for basically for no, three months. I mean the lean that you were talking about. The No, I never syrup. got that. He oh. told me I don't need, I don't need the cough syrup. Yeah, I thought yeah. that's how this was going to end. It's like, and now let's. <laughs> no, 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 no. So unfortunately I did not get the lean, but um, I ended up getting like a new inhaler. Uh, and it's just basically a thing. It's called, what is it called? Uh, yeah. Acute post viral cough or some shit. So it's basically like after you've been sick, a cough that doesn't leave. Okay. Yeah. So not cancer, you guys. Fantastic. Also, nice. somebody wrote to us, um, which we'll check in the mailbag, like what the name was. But somebody wrote to us and told me about drinking OSHA root extract and uh, cherry bark tree tea. And I did that. And it's been helping. I don't know if my voice sounds better, but it's been helping a little bit. <laughs> Apologies to my lovers if they're not sleeping well yet because I'm still coughing at night. But we're working on it. According to this doctor that caused me $400 to see, <laughs> he says that my cough should be gone within two to three months maximum. Damn. Well, and I have to take this inhaler and do Flonase. Yeah, so I'm like an old lady now, I guess, with like all kinds of like sinus problems, it turns out. Yeah. Sexy. Sexy, right? Uh, that's part of it, man. I mean, it's fine. It's better than cancer. I'm happy as hell. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. This is fantastic. Great news. I'm still going to stop smoking cigarettes, but... Uh, but anyway, yeah. uh, the last thing that I wanted to tell you about, I'll, even though we've already like done the whole podcast just on catching up, but uh, <laughs> I got a new hobby. 
Okay. And I'm really and I'm really bad at it. <laughs> what is it? And I started uh, throwing clay. Didn't so you? Like a, oh no, I was gonna say you used to be a sculptor or something. But that's I not was the same. Jake. So this is the only reason I'm bringing it up. It's a very brief anecdote, but I was a sculptor, and as a sculptor, I worked mostly in plaster and stone. So that's like subtractive sculpture, where you start with a big chunk of a thing and right. you cut it down. And I did use clay, but I only was taught, or like I did probably like two years of ceramics, but the only purpose that I used ceramics for was because I used clay to make the mock-up for the thing I was going to make of stone. Yeah. So I didn't even fire the mock-up. As soon as I worked on the stone thing, I threw away the clay thing. You get me? So I showed up to class on the first day with all of my tools, right? Which are like old, weathered, they have clay marks, they have my name on them, you know, like fucking super sexy and great and it was the equivalent of like have you ever been playing pool and somebody shows up and they have their own pool cue yeah and they like pull it out of the bag and screw it together it looks cool until you realize they're a very sad adult ah well even worse (laughs) no the other way because it would be cool if they're like really good at it right oh okay no i I showed up pulled out my pool cue and then was like terrible at it. <laughs> so then it was like extremely embarrassing because people were like oh you've done this before based on like my tools and I was like no I've you know I've done ceramics and stuff but I don't I've never done wheel throwing I can't remember I was the if worst. I've ever told this story on the podcast but just real quick I have a funny yeah. story about exactly that one time after like the 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 show that the fucking like Montreal bookers or Comedy Central bookers or whatever were at in Austin they all went to a bar afterwards and like the club people were like this is how you network go hang out at the bar you know and like I just didn't like it because it's just like makes my skin crawl you know the fake networky shit so I went to the bar and I was really uncomfortable and I was like I don't want to go fucking like have a fake conversation with these people and uh, there was this one armed man shooting pool and I was like Oh my God, I bet he's like incredible at pool. Like that's his thing. <laughs> Otherwise, why would he be doing this? And so I got into a pool match with him to like just kill some time. And, uh, and you destroyed him. He was like terrible. And I was like, why are you <laughs> shooting pool? And he was like, I lost the arm like a month ago. <laughs> I was oh like, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And then it became really sad and I couldn't get out of the game because he was kept going like, oh, give me one more, man. Give me one more. Oh, no. And I was like trying to lose and stuff, but I couldn't. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, exactly. I guess. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit of the one-armed man, you know? Mm-hmm. I look like, oh, she must know something, and then I fucking was terrible. So I went today, and I put in some extra time before the podcast to try to practice. My pods are still not good, but... That shit's hard. I tried to do it in a, it's really hard. In a class in high school, and I remember... You know, just trying to make like ashtrays and bongs and shit, but all I could ever get yeah. was just the tiniest little like bowl type thing to come out because it always <laughs> would fall apart. Dude, literally, my first assignment is to make a fucking cylinder. I cannot make a cylinder for my life. Oh, that I'm sounds making, hard. Like, yeah, it's really hard because the walls have to be all the same like thickness. No, it's not. It's it's, it's not easy. Apart. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You need the ghost Whatever. Guy. It's fine. That was my that was my hobbies update, but. Let's get to this. Uh, did you watch The Hunt? Are you happy that I told you to watch The Hunt? I fucking loved The Hunt. <laughs> it was so Jake, good. Jake, I've watched it four times. Can you believe that? God damn. Like, that is a lot. Yeah. Like, I literally <laughs> just put it on in the background while I'm working because it's like, it turns out that, like, political horror comedy is, like, the thing I like in the background and it suits me. <laughs> when it first came out, there was, like, a trailer for it. And I thought this is going to be, like, a dumb movie yeah. that was made by stupid uh conservatives about like or like what it, i thought it was be a one-dimensional angle like they well you remember that they promoted it that way though that's what i'm saying was, yeah like on so... the poster it said some shit like the movie you're mad about before you even saw it okay before yeah. you even see it so they were like already being like aren't you all snowflakes you know? <laughs> like, but they it was yeah. it was layers and meta so they yeah. were they, so meta. it ruled like it was so yeah. good because it first it kind of seems like you're like, okay, is this a movie that a bunch of dumb liberals made about rednecks and how they're fucking stupid hicks? But then it like you realize the portrayal of the liberals in the movie is that they're these fucking snowflakes, like these fucking rich and, douchebags, and you're elites, like, yeah, and yeah, that it, like view the few things do this correctly, like use all these tools as different paints or whatever on the palette, and actually come out with like a 
a message that isn't stupid and stuff like that. But like, it was really funny. Like, I was like, oh yeah, these are like jokes I would make about Facebook synthesized uh, yeah. into a fucking <laughs> horror film, which is like great. Yeah, dude, it was definitely funny. Uh, I thought one of the funniest characters, I guess, was the the mom and pop in the shot in the store. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because they're like fucking murderous psychos, but then they're like, like the the scene where the ma the guy starts to drink the it's like an old white guy who is one of the libs that's killing the conservatives, and he's pretending that he runs this uh, convenience store in Arkansas, and so then he like drinks a soda out of the fridge and then his wife is like oh my god don't drink that that's poison and because they had poisoned all the food so that when the conservatives came into the little quickie mart or whatever they would eat the food and die right yeah so then he spits it out and he's like oh my god you put poison in the soda and she goes no but that's made of sugar and i'm like oh whatever she's like and i don't regret caring about your health and so it's just so funny because they just like uh, they wrote both sides very well. Yeah. I mean, my example right now is like the lib side, but they wrote like. No, it was good. Let's for yeah. the listener in case anyone hasn't yeah. seen the film or doesn't remember what it is. Just the basic premise of it is like that. There's this crazy purge type ritual where a bunch of like liberal elite, like douchey, you know, rich types kidnap a bunch of random rednecks. Wait, but it's worse than that, Jake. Because it's not, okay, it is like a, fuck, what's that movie called? With the Inception, okay? It's like an Inception thing. I don't know if you caught that. You yeah, no, watch I, it four times. I was explaining <laughs> it in order, though. Oh, okay. Because the reveal at the end, is, I think, is that it's not just that. It's like. Right. So, But uh, I guess, but I think it, okay, so you're trying to frame it as just like how you come into it. Yeah, I'm trying to explain the movie okay. as it okay. unravels. Okay, okay. Like, Sorry to interrupt. Go sta ahead. Starting off, you're just like, yeah. okay, there's this weird premise. These fucking like red libs. state people yeah. get kidnapped by like these yeah. fucking libs who are in an airplane and they're flying to some random place and they're going to hunt them like, um, the, what is the, the old fucking movie, the greatest uh, game or whatever, the most the, dangerous the, game. The, yeah. Which mm -hmm. itself was then rebooted with Ice T in the 90s. If you've ever seen it, uh, most dangerous game. Also fucking awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so. The premise at first just seems like, okay, this is like a single um, single concept, like purge style thing. The movie is just going to be these fucking people as they try to escape. And like, we're to understand that the liberals are like kind of the villains or whatever. Um, but it keeps unfolding. I really like that it did that because I also just watched the game, the fucking stupid Michael so Douglas good. movie. I liked it. And it's the I same thing it. where there's just yeah. like layers of, of yeah. an unraveling of like, am I still in the game? Am yeah. I not? And so like the rednecks in the fucking movie, like they they get over a wall and they think they've escaped from like the parameters of this sick person's game. But then they go into that gas station and they're like oh, where are we? And the couple tells them they're in Arkansas and they're like, yeah. oh, we're saved. We're going to call the cops. And then they fucking, the old people turn out that they're still yeah. in on it or whatever. So like it has that. Wait, like, but it, even before you go past that, it's so interesting in that scene. So exactly as you describe it, they, it's like three of them, right? Three yeah. of the deplorables. Let's call them that. Okay, because sure, that's yeah. what the libs call them, right? Yeah. So three of the deplorables make it to this, like they get over the fence or whatever the fuck. So then they get to this little quickie mart, this little stop, whatever. And they see these two older white people, a couple, and they tell them they're in Arkansas. And then they're like, Arkansas? Holy shit. And that's when they look at each other and they realize they're like, one is from Orlando, I think. One is from Mississippi. And the other one is from Wyoming. <laughs> the white rapper so, guys from Orlando. Yeah, it's very from funny. Orlando. Yeah. So it's funny because they do this thing of like evenly distributing the types of conservatives yeah. that there are so like the white rapper exactly and then the like mississippi lady is like mississippi that you would picture you know yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and and then uh the other guy's oh staten island oh That's right yeah, yeah yeah yes <laughs> so the other guy is staten island so then it's great because it doesn't make it a north south thing it doesn't make it uh like um one particular accent it makes it very like there's deplorables that are all these different types <laughs> you yeah. know like I, it was great and then they meet this fucking lib couple that fucking gasses them and murders them <laughs> and it's like <laughs> yell i think the dude yells at one of them like climate change is real yeah, <laughs> just, like right before he kills him <laughs> god it's just horrible it's fucking perfect shit it's fucking wonderful. When, when but, I first okay. saw like the trailers and stuff, I thought that was the entire movie, though. I thought like, okay, we're gonna make a movie where 
we're pointing out how terrible liberals are and the victims are these like uh conservative types or whatever like red state type people which is still funny but like yeah if it was just one-sided like that honestly i would be like fuck this movie because it's just it's just those people made a fucking movie to exaggerate things but the fact that it's like kind of ping-pongy and dialectical and it goes back and forth yeah. over and over and over again it, it it kind of transcends like it's kind of funnier because it is it is very funny it's very fun to make fun of liberals i fucking hate liberals but you have to you have to whenever you do that with someone like the thing has to be in the context of but the other main thing that we're being offered isn't good either right the truth lies like somewhere else because if you're making fun of like a liberal like you're having a really good time like if i'm doing stand-up on the road and i'm in like trump country and i'm having a really good time like making fun of i don't know barack obama or hillary clinton or something like that they assume that you're like them right yeah. the, the problem is when they start laughing too loud and then they're like yeah. you know they say the n-word to you or something and you're like yeah. no 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 that's no, 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 not no. the direction <laughs> yeah. i'm making fun of this person yeah. from you know um but yeah it, so it in this movie uh who the hero is obviously the girl snowball well we're gonna get to the animal farm thing in a second because here's the thing it this movie is extremely fuck fucked up and layered jake because the first thing to start with this is what i'm gonna start with is that let's talk about the libs and cent- and like the political spectrum of it right yeah which is that it seems at first to be like a binary that's very clear there's like libs versus conservatives right right except that the way that the conservatives talk about the libs, because you remember the whole scene where they're picking which deplorables they're going to take to the island yeah. to murder. It's clips of them and like their tweets and shit that they say online, right? So the things that they say about the libs are things about like how liberals are extremists, right? So they frame liberals as though they're all the way left, right? right? They're like so extremely left and that's why they are crazy and they have this cabal. So it's the equivalent of Pizzagate in real life, right? Right. Where they did this thing where they were like, oh, the liberals, they're pedophiles and they have a secret fucking thing, except in the movie, it's that they are murderers who take conservative people to a manor somewhere and and they kill them all. Yeah, they do dangerous game shit with them. Yeah. Exactly. And then the liberals, the way that they talk about the conservatives is they're the extreme right. Right. But then, you know, you see that there's this dialectic going on in the movie where it switches to like, who's the bad guy? Who's the good guy? Because you obviously are not on the side of these fucking southern people getting like murdered by spikes and like all this shit. Like you're like, (laughs) what the fuck? It's crazy. Obviously, I don't think any of these people should be killed. But then the movie frames the hero as uh, fuck. What's her name? Crystal. Remember? Crystal, thank yeah. you. Is Crystal. And she's Crystal, great. she's great. But Crystal, Jake, is a centrist. Okay? Yeah. That's what you have to remember is that that's ultimately the political message of this movie. Is yeah, that it that frames is. it as though the hero is the centrist. And the centrist that they present us with is one that is a southern white woman who served in the army, right? Who served on a war. So she's a veteran who knows about uh, weapons, who has uh, patriotism in her heart, but at the same time is critical of her own country and the people around her and hyper observant and uses logic and reason for everything that she does. Right. right? But she's not leftist, right? Yeah. So then what's (laughs) fucking weird is that there's this whole animal farm thing placed over the whole movie which is that the libs, they give all of the deplorables code names from Animal Farm, right? And at the end, there's a scene where Athena, the main lib who set up the whole kill all the deplorables thing, she's like surprised the crystal red Animal Farm, you know, right. because I think primarily what the movie was trying to do was like use the fact that liberals think of themselves as smarter than conservatives as like one of the defining factors and tools in their arsenal let's say right but weirdly the thing that they chose was a leftist critique well this is why i think it was kind of a brilliant theme to use is because okay if you go on facebook and you argue with boomers 
all of them misinterpret Orwell constantly. Constantly, he, yeah. He was a fucking socialist, and he went and fought in the Spanish Civil War and stuff like that. And when he came back, he wrote these things that, like, like 1984 has a lot of, like, cautionary tale in it about, like, totalitarianism, right? Yeah. But boomers in America think that, that he was warning you about communism as just a concept because it's it, to them it's 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 one in the same with totalitarianism they don't understand that there's like a quadrant like two-way axis thing of like um what we're arguing about is it's not democracy versus like communism it's, it's capitalism versus communism and it's not authoritarianism it's a and it's authoritarianism versus like libertarianism or whatever uh, yeah. freedom and those that's what makes up you know the little political spectrum you see everywhere or whatever but like the, they don't teach you that they teach you that like that america that whenever it goes to war in other countries with against communists it's fighting like against this thing that is anti-freedom and that we're imposing freedom and that we're that we're spreading democracy when in reality in actuality we're spreading um capitalism as a system of like distributing goods and shit like that and imperialism and you know the goods all have to come back to the neoliberal mothership or whatever and when uh and the reason like people like you and i identify as communists is because we that see or at least the argument on this side is that communism is actually more democratic but this is all completely lost in the american imagination so i think it's really funny that that like both sides of like this these this stupid facebook fight that's being allegorized through the movie both are like no i like orwell <laughs> he was talking yeah. to my side which is like not really true exactly but then what's weird is that the only actual re uh, leftist representation in the movie comes in only two places jake one is that the reference to, uh, I guess, like, um, wait, sorry, I was looking at my notes. Um, oh, the reference to Animal Farm, right? Because Animal Farm, for people who may not know, uh, Orwell literally wrote it like the major, the pig, was supposed to be a combination of Marx, Marx and Lenin um, and Snowball uh was supposed to be fucking Trotsky and Napoleon was supposed to be Stalin. And so the all of the characters in Animal Farm literally represent leftists. You understand me? And so it is interesting that as you say that the right wing and the the center, the liberals, were both being like, no, they represent us. <laughs> and they like, I get it as my story. But they were literally labeling each other as leftists. You know what I yeah. mean? So to me, it spoke very much to this like whole fucking conversation that's been going on for the last five to 10 years of like people, um, misframing, like incorrectly framing what a, what a leftist is just because the most left that they have ever encountered in this country is center left. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and then the second place that, you see some leftism or like some class consciousness, I would say, is do you remember when Crystal tells the story about the hare and the box turtle? Yeah. What did you think about that story? I was kind of confused by it. I mean, I, I honestly, you know what? Yeah. I've never read Animal Farm. I just know about it, but I think I'm going to read it because after watching this, because yeah. I really <laughs> want to pick apart what happened in this movie. I'm going to read yeah. that book to understand this movie, which is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but but also I think I want it. But the, yeah. I, I'm still sitting with it because I watched this last yeah. night and there were parts where I was like, I just assumed this movie was too dumb to really track in any of these ways. And I'm still yeah. trying to figure out what they were trying to say. And that fucking thing with like the box turtle and the hair. I mean, it's the turtle and the hair, you know, the yeah. hair fucking uh, the turtle wins. But then the hair comes back later and shoots the entire family up or whatever. I literally there's a, a character in the movie when she tells that story is like, wait a minute, are we the tortoise or the hare? And I was like, yeah, I don't understand. I either. don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, but hear me out. This is why I say that that story was the only hint of class consciousness or the the hint of like class is the problem, uh -huh. right? Because the oh. way that she tells the story is. The rabbit is supposed to win, right? Because he's a fast guy. And the, the turtle always loses because he's a slow guy. Yeah. But the rabbit wants to make it look good. So he decides to take a nap and wait so that it's like a close race. But he oversleeps and the turtle fucking wins. 
And then the turtle that night is at home um, having dinner with his family. And the family is like, why? Like, how do you think you won? You know, whatever. And he's like, perseverance. You just got to keep going. You got to keep working. You got to keep doing what you got to do. Eventually you will persevere. And then the rabbit comes in with a hammer and murders the entire family and eats their <laughs> soup. Right. Yeah. That's the fucking story. Jake. Yeah. And if you think about it, that is a story about class in our society. I get it. Which now. It, you get it. Right. Yeah. Because it is very much just like merit is bullshit. They tell you that there's merit and that through merit you can ascend to a different class. But in reality, the expectation is if I was born into a certain class, I always deserve the things that were given to me in that class. Which means the rabbit, he expected he's always supposed to win. So no matter what happens, if he didn't win, now he gets to be angry and violent about the fact that he didn't win. And at the end, he gets to win by eating the soup and murdering everyone. Right. right? That is a um, assertion of class privilege he also right? got to sleep for like the entire race and then just win yeah. anyway because you have way more resources and nah. exactly exactly so it is very much of the fact it's like the way that the story was changed indicates a like class awareness i want to say right like that it's like what you're being told is like if you are a turtle you're always going to be a turtle and you're always going to lose in this system and if you're a rabbit even when you lose you will end up murdering everyone and eating their soup so it's fine, right? You'll continue to be the thing you are. So it's just such a politically like chaotic movie <laughs> because <laughs> it had you at points like uh, identifying with the liberals, but then like sympathizing with the conservatives that are getting all murdered and shit. And then for me personally, I was like identifying with the centrist, but then being like super mad that you are presenting this idea that like, this is the way forward and to succeed. She's literally the only survivor, right? Yeah. And Jake, if you remember what happens at the end is that she, so she's like working class. Oh man, there's two things I want to say. Let me, even before I get to the Good. end, you remember this bitch it has like crazy PTSD, right? From being in the army. <laughs> because so, yeah. There's a scene. Um, so after she kills all the liberals in the bunker, right? The last person left alive is that army guy that trained them, that trained the liberals. You remember that? And right. she talks to him and she's like, oh, you trained all these people? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, why did you do that? Like, did they pay you a lot of money? And he's like, no, they uh, actually I owed Athena a favor. And talking to him, she discovers that he was like a National Guard. And so then she's like, oh, so you were never in the shit. And he's like, well, I mean, I guess now I'm in the shit, whatever. And she's like, well, see... I think I think I got to go find her. Athena is the only one left alive in the manor. And he's like, oh, why don't you just go home? Like you won. You killed everybody. You could just go home. And that's when she reveals where she's like. And it's such a weird way to say it because she goes, you know, here's the thing. Ever since I came back, I've been a little bit like eh, and she just like makes a face. And I then didn't she goes, understand this part. Yeah. I was hold like, on. And then what? she goes and. Now I'm feeling like maybe this. Oh, and uh, now that it, and after the war, I came home and I work at a car rental place and there's no way to nowhere to put that. So now I'm thinking that this is the place where I could be all <laughs> and she makes the face again. Yeah. So she is coming from this sense of like. PTSD, like justice, like she has been like burying all these fucked up feelings since coming back from war and trying to pretend she's a normal person and working at a car rental place and whatever. Oh, yeah. shit. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Hold on. Whatever. That was poor to said. Sorry. Um, and, you know, like just pretending like she's normal and everything is fine, but it, it's been burying all of that tension and aggression and feeling of injustice and whatever. And then this opportunity to fight that lib who tried to murder her was an opportunity for her to use all of that aggression and fucking PTSD shit that was given to her by the army. All right. So it's kind of like not like they paint her as a hero, but she's not okay. Right. And then at the end she beats Athena. She beats the liberal spoiler alert. Um, and she puts on Athena's dress. So she literally takes over her clothes. She puts on her shoes. She comes out beautiful. She gets her like very like $250,000 bottle of like, champagne, which they tell us about at the beginning. And she goes to the private airplane, right? That originally brought all the deplorables to where they were being hunted. And she walks up 
to the pilot and the um, air, what do you call them? Air waitress. Flight attendant. Flight attendant. Yeah. To the flight attendant. And she basically goes, well, uh, you're, the people you work for tried to kill me, but I killed them instead. Now I just want to fly home. Is there a problem with that? And they're like, okay, yeah, no problem. We'll fly you home. And then the uh, flight attendant offers her caviar and she's like, yeah, okay. And so then she offers caviar back to the waitress. I mean, sorry, the flight attendant. And she's like, have you ever had caviar? Sit with us. Sit with me and have the caviar. So the literal ending scene of this is a class uh, mobility thing, right? Where Crystal gets to put on the clothes of the elite, of the coastal elite, (laughs) fly her private plane, treat her working class servants as working class servants, but then also be like, here, you can have some of the caviar. I will let you have some. You still have to be my servant. You still have to bring me the caviar, but you get to have a little bit. Of this is, in the movie, I was screaming at the screen, like, give give everyone the food. Like, this is the end of the story yeah. is fucking hang out and shit. But it's not. The right. end of the story is the centrist ascends to being the elite yeah. who is kind to the people below her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, get the fuck out of here. She should get murdered too. Yeah. <laughs> the end of my like my point. But what? What? I don't know. I thought it was a great, great fucking movie. <laughs> I didn't expect. I don't. I I don't often expect things to be smart enough to get the right answer. So like, I didn't really yeah. go through the ringer of like, oh, are they gonna figure out class consciousness? No, they didn't. No, now I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, what's happening the whole time? No, but I'm not. Like, the, what yeah. I, I my main takeaway from it is, uh, I thought the interesting part of the story is. When Crystal, who now I'm like, she was Trotsky. Okay. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's really, maybe this is a Trotskyist movie. No, but uh, we'll get back to Trotsky. Okay. You go tell me anything and then I'll explain the Trotsky thing. So, what I thought was interesting is when she decides to go fight Athena just to fucking finish the whole thing and yeah. you know, it's her destiny and all this stuff, um, she goes into the, the, ma- the manor, the, you know, the house of Manor Gate. And then it cuts back to this explanation of how this all happened. It goes to a year before. Here's what's going on mm-hmm. that you didn't know, which is that right. Athena was part of some group of fucking whatever rich, you know, whatever their fucking made up jobs are. They all are. Yeah. are oh, in, like CEOs of some shit. Yeah. yeah. Like they all just uh, trade or own shit or girl boss yeah. and all this stuff, whatever. So they're all in a group chat with each other. And I guess we are to understand that there's a conspiracy theory in this world that the Chuds believe, which is that there's this thing called Mannergate. So it's like QAnon. QAnon's not real, but people talk about it. So they're talking with each other, and they're joking around with each other, and they're joking about how much they think Chuds are dumb and stuff, and they go like, oh, I sure do love killing them at Mannergate, though. Mm -hmm. And then one of them goes, don't put that in the chat, because it'll get out or whatever. And then it does get out somehow, and then... Uh, they all one of those email leaks of some CEO, you know, like yeah, 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 like a WikiLeaks thing, right? Yeah, uh, Yeah. Podesta emails or whatever, right? Yeah. So then they all get canceled, and they all like their their PR people go like, "It's not you. This is a business. Like you have to just doesn't look good." Which is what cancel culture is. People go, "Oh, it's this mob." No, it's the fucking boss who's just going, "Fuck you. You're getting my way of making money. You're you have to go get canceled," and so they all have to do this thing where they step down from their various positions of power and this one chick Athena's really mad about it because she's the one who made the joke and she's like fuck yeah. you it was a joke which is so funny in reflection to like, yeah, everything totally, that's going on because it's the libs getting cancelled for a joke yeah but yeah. everyone gets cancelled for jokes because it's capitalism exactly. is the problem it's not fucking yeah. either side of it right and yeah. so she gets fucking pissed off because she got canceled over making a Mannergate joke, which up to this point is not a real thing, and she gets so mad that she decides to do with the rest of her money is make it real. So she's yeah. like, "Fuck you!" And to you. find the specific people who said shit about her and this shit online. Yeah, because she's That's deranged, she them. and she's yeah. going through her replies, yeah. and she's like, "Who the fuck can yeah. I pin this on?" Because which she, I can relate to. <laughs> but she also can't pin it on capitalism. She has to go. Yeah. No, this is a collective effort by a bunch yeah. of people who I think are bad. Right, which mm-hmm. is how everyone fucking who doesn't, doesn't have class yeah. consciousness understands you know, all the bad things that are co- happening to them. It's anything but capitalism, right? So mm-hmm. that's how she comes up with this plan with all of her canceled friends to do like a, a fucking most dangerous game thing and hunt the people who, you know, who who they say 
through their, you know, fucking backwoods, inbred ignorance fucking caused all this because everything would have been fine if it hadn't been for, you know, the way fucking liberals talk about middle America and stuff. Oh, we were going fine yeah. until you opened your mouth or whatever, which is stupid because no, you weren't. Nothing was fine. Right. Yeah. So then yada, 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 the whole movie happens. And then at the end of it, it finally comes down to Crystal and Athena and they have this big, cool kill bill battle scene in the fucking mm -hmm. kitchen and all this stuff. And in the middle of it, um, Crystal goes, so why did you pick me? Why am I Snowball? Why am I fucking, you know, Trotsky, I guess. Yeah. And Athena goes, well, I mean, I look, I have your text right here. I've read your posts and all this stuff. This is you. Your name is Crystal, yada, yada, yada. And then Crystal goes, there's another Crystal, yada, yada, yada in my in town. My town. Yeah. I get her mail all the time. And I think yeah. this is really interesting because this is what the movie chooses to define as the difference. What made her yeah. the final girl and like the special person yeah. that isn't like everyone else. Is, is that, that she really wasn't a deplorable. She really wasn't a deplorable. She was yeah. this other thing, which I think yeah. you're right to probably identify. It's, a, it's yeah. a dumb movie. It was made by Lindelof, who's like the fucking yeah. stupid director who ruins everything or whatever. Yeah. And so they probably their stupid dialectical point that Miss you know, get, doesn't get everything, doesn't see the fucking picture at all is, oh, the synthesis is be a centrist, which is dumb shit that liberals believe. Yeah. So ultimately, this is a liberal movie and ultimately it's a bad movie for that reason. But it isn't like, I think it's almost one of those things where you watch it and you're like, wait, wait, they almost figured it out though. Like if they had, this is a rough draft of a thing that could have been done a few times and then they could have figured out that actually the factor here that would make a final girl a final girl is that they're fucking class conscious and they don't believe in either of these fucking things, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I don't think it was the worst. I think you're right ultimately in, in how she acted in the, the plane with drinking the fucking bottle of, uh, of, of champagne, like yeah. with her mouth, you know? Yeah. But, but there was like hints of it, like almost kind of going in in the direction that we want it to and I, I don't know. But that's the, the entire problem with liberals is that they have they're full of hints of almost going in the direction that we want them to dude yeah because it was literally like um you know like they how to put it um the snowball thing so in animal farm basically snowball is trotsky because uh Snowball was the idealist, right? So in the movie, what's weird is that they don't really make it clear why the liberals named Crystal Snowball. Like it was just like Athena decided they like it, she didn't even get very much information in the scene where they're like picking the people. She just saw her name and like one thing that she said about Athena and she was like, she's our Snowball. But there was nothing in what she said about Athena that in indicated that she should be Snowball in any way. But when they're dying in the kitchen, right, after their, like, Kill Bill death scene, like, fighting scene, and Crystal reveals that she's read Animal Farm and she's aware of where her code name came from, she's like, I think it's weird because you should actually be Snowball to Athena. Yeah. And she's like, because you're the idealist who was like hoping that the world could be better, right? Because Crystal is a woman who has served in the army, has seen the worst of humanity. She's not an idealist. She does the worst. She fucking shot people in the face without, like literally because they gave her the wrong change for cigarettes when they said it was Arkansas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the thing you have to remember is like the first person she shot in the face was an old lady based on the fact that she said we are in Arkansas and she gave her a change that was too much change for cigarettes. Well, she how much deduced that, that she was still part of the game, but you could tell but you could tell she but made Jake, a measured is, calculation. It could have been that's wrong. a calculation that a killer makes, not a calculation that a regular person Yeah, she's makes, right? the, the thing that the defining characteristic of her that makes yeah. her survive the game is being pessimistic about humanity. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. She's not the idealist in any way. So we never really get clarity on why the liberals thought Crystal was the deplorable version of Snowball, but we do get clarity when Crystal explains like, oh, that's what liberals are. Like you have this idealized version of what you think society is going to be, but ideal idealism kind of implies that there's no like practical actually getting it done yeah. kind of thing. And yet, Jake, they're still calling each other leftists you know what i mean like they're still being like oh you're this version of of a leftist and it's like no you're not even like liberals i think this is their problem their worldview is so limited that they see like the most progressive centrist and they're like you're like trotsky <laughs> and i'm like 
what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> and this is what that movie clarified for me, I think, or like really like got at is that, you know, like it was a very good um, representation and indictment of both sides in America in terms of the liberal versus conservative thing. But it was not a good representation of the actual entire political spectrum in America. I know it was good for a weird reason in that it was an artifact of the liberal mind kind of because like exactly. Yeah, it's weird because there's these like moments of self-awareness in it. So like the fact that the fucking rich lived psychos in the movie assign Russian Revolution names to the yes. rednecks shows you that someone who made this movie knows that that's stupid and it's stupid that liberals are into Russiagate and that they fucking tweet like hammers and sickles yes. at, at Mitch McConnell and think he's a fucking communist because they don't mm-hmm. understand that communism is what they are should be doing. They think yep. it's right wing because they don't understand left to right. They understand up to yeah. down and they think that, oh, you know, this is like somehow there's they think communism way. equals authoritarianism instead of communism equals uh, equality. Right. Yeah. And but. Yeah. And we know that's stupid, but like in the movie, they like I laughed. I was like, yeah, it would be funny if a bunch of liberals painted a bunch of Republicans as Trotsky and Stalin and shit like that. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. And the movie shows it doesn't make any sense. But then like, but then I I don't like then the Republicans in the movie think also that. The also Russian. So, liber- yeah, <laughs> exactly. So that's why it's perfect that they picked Animal Farm. Yeah. Because it just shows how like they both are like Russians are the bad guy. Wait, no, you're the bad guy. No, wait, what? <laughs> like they don't even know what the fuck is happening. Right. It's so and fucking they, funny. All, they have yeah. the ultimate scene where it's like, wait yeah. a minute, is it me or is it you? And it's yeah. like, no, it's a third person who isn't involved in this dumbass culture war that you're having a movie that's like a metaphor for. And you remember they actually do you remember the guy Don? Uh Crystal killed him yeah. because over the radio athena pretended that he was on their side yeah and so like the lib pretended that the most like southern good old boy was actually on her side so crystal believed it and shot don and then when they were fighting each other crystal i mean athena admitted like oh i made you did you kill him because i made you believe that he was working with us ha 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 (laughs) so it is this whole thing of just like how the Honestly, how this is like a white argument and they can get they get to switch the faces that they're putting on whenever they want to and how easy like how actually close they are in their position. (laughs) You know, like I think that was the most successful thing about this movie is that it's pointing out how the political spectrum that we're talking about is actually just like one fucking inch in the middle of it. (laughs) You know, you're not talking about the extreme right and you're definitely not talking about the left at all. You're talking about center to like center right. Yeah. And acting like those are the two extremes fighting each other and that the solution to this is the center center. It's, <laughs> so it's like a person who apparently is a white woman who serves in the army and has PTSD, but also has great logic and ability to distinguish right from wrong. I don't think the people that made this movie or largely the people that enjoy it understand that, but it still yeah. is somehow like when you and I watch it, we can see like, oh, this is a weird encapsulated fucking thing. Yeah. And it's like, aside from that, like just parts of it that I kind of liked as a horror comedy, because like some things that happen in horror are like cathartic and like yeah. running like you know scenarios in your head that never Comedy actually too. happen so like one thing that i thought was really funny was all the anti-woke killing scenes where like yeah the liberals on the ground it's a woman she's got an arrow through her chest someone's got a gun to her and then she's like <laughs> don't kill me and then the person goes like you mean you want me to treat you differently because you're a woman and then the liberal lady's like it's like no of course oh, not. no you've defeated me with my own logic which is not a thing that ever happens but it's a thing people try to do online all day is go like well totally. by like, your own mm, logic well if x then y and then you're like oh i guess it ends with me getting shot in the face so it's, it's so funny that somebody made a horror movie for those people to watch and go like yes 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 it is absolutely a movie for online people isn't it yeah like it's totally just like putting on all our like online beefs our online conspiracy theories everything into just like the real world yeah. i loved it i told you i watched it four times it no it's great. like Everybody facebook the movie it, but it's it's normal <laughs> online politics it's like not even smart enough to be off into the fucking bullshit yeah. we're talking about exactly well i don't think we got to did we do an hour yet yeah we did an well, hour 
We'll do okay, it for another good. episode. We gotta talk about the yeah. HBO fucking Woodstock, Woodstock 99 fest. I watched it at six in the morning last night. I couldn't turn it off. It's so good. It's it is good. It's crazy. I might have to rewatch it because it had me having a lot of thoughts. <laughs> crazy, um, but I do have to pee, man. so let's end this one and then do a Patreon or what? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, I don't have plugs. Whatever. Casual sets. The next one is eight twelve. Jake is going to be on it. So if you're in New York City, come on out, hang out with us after the show. Uh, and all the rest of the stuff will be in the, in the description. I don't have anything else. I'm going on tour right after that. Um, fucking casual sets in New York uh, at the what's the theater Asylum. called? Asylum Theater. Houston, uh, punk show called at a place called House of J with uh, my friend Nick Zach Rye, a bunch of cool punk bands, Kim Jong Uno, a bunch of cool comics. Um, good. Uh, <laughs> and what it's what's after that? Austin, Long Play Lounge. San Antonio Blind Tiger Comedy Club, uh, fucking Fort Worth, Mass, Oklahoma City Rodeo, something I can't remember. Albuquerque, Cosmos, El Paso. What the fuck is that place called? Love something? Love Buzz? Phoenix, my friend Mishka Shubali's backyard. Uh, L.A., my friend Sara's backyard. Um, blah, 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 blah. and then Las Vegas, the dive. Those are all the dates I've got booked right now, and I've got more stuff coming after that. Uh, that's it. And also listen to PDA. Bye.